Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds, hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Mike, how are you? Doing okay, Terry. Doing great today. How are you today out in Vegas? I am good. Let me introduce you to Marcel. Marcel, this is Mike Reynolds, my co-host. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Okay, what's going on, man? Oh, man, nothing too much, man. Just happy to be a part of this process, this great, great show, man, today. Cool. I I told him he sounds so much like Marcus. I wasn't going to say that, but (laughs) I know he's heard that plenty of times. Yeah, he sure does. (laughs) He sounds so much like Marcus. I'm the older one. I'm the older one, so he had to sound like me first. (laughs) How much older are you? Only one minute. We're just one minute apart. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. One minute apart. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let me welcome those in the chat room. Joe from Germany. Hey, uh, Joe, welcome. We have a guest in the chat room as well. Um, if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Marcel's picture. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. Our guest this, uh, today is Marcel Anderson. He is a spiritual and gospel singer, revivalist, mentor, author, and speaker. He has released his debut CD called Still Living and has written a book called Still Living, Purpose, for Li- Purpose to Live, and that book is scheduled for release in April. All right, so Marcel, again, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's start with your background. Um, I'm assuming that you and, and your brothers and sisters, you all grew up in church? Yeah, yeah, we grew up uh, in church uh, all our lives, uh, not more so forced. It's just one of those things where you just kind of knew uh, that this was a part of the process. Uh, you know, parents and grandparents uh, were always in the church and, uh, you know, brought up in, in the Baptist tradition uh, and got, you know, our roots from there. But now just transitioning to that, that non-denomination uh, status, but we still believe in the same thing as our foundation and brought up in the church singing on the choir and, uh, you know, receiving great messages, you know, from those who uh, are inspiring pastors or speakers uh, was something that, you know, we held on to uh, up until uh, up until now. So, yeah, brought up in the church uh, all my life, uh, still in there. <laughs> yeah. And you said, you, now, how old were you when you started singing in the choir? Man, I was uh, at the age of eight. I was eight when I started singing. And uh, just to share you a little story, I, I was very nervous when I started singing. Um, my brothers uh, was the ones who actually started singing first, and I was the last one who actually started singing. I would sit on my mom's lap at the age of eight, and she would always tell the choir director that he he's the one that can sing. And my other brothers, uh, my twin brother Marcus, I have two older twin brothers too, who actually sung mm-hmm. in uh, the choir. So uh, they was all on the choir before I even started. Uh, so uh, when I first uh, got on the choir, uh, she asked if I wanted to lead a song, and I didn't know. I was very hesitant, but I got the uh, 
the, the courage to do so. And uh, I actually cried when I first uh, saw my first song at our anniversary. And uh, I remember that like yesterday. Uh, but after I, I started crying, my uh, my father, you know, was supposed to come up there and make sure I was good. And uh, he didn't come. He said he'd be all right. Uh, he's a man. Uh, so uh, they uh, allowed me to continue to sing. And uh, from that day forth, uh, they can't get me to shut up. So I'm still saying today. <laughs> Now, usually um, boys want to start off on drums um, in church. Yeah. Did you never? Was that never an interest for you? Oh man, I played the drums in, in, in okay. uh, church as well. Uh, my brother, my oldest brother, as I told you, uh, who uh, is a twin as well, uh, was actually the first one on the drums. This, this is how it went because it was four of us. So uh, one of the, the twins was playing the drums first, and he went to the piano. When he left the piano, his twin went to the drums. So when they left the college, it was in me on the drums. So um, you know, I had that model. Uh, to look after in terms of, you know, uh, the musical uh, influence. And uh, I did play the drums. I did play the drums in uh, in school uh, and also uh, in church. So I do have a little background on the drums. I can keep a beat, as to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Now, now, I know that, um, you know, in addition to the uh, church upbringing and everything, you also went to Dorman High School. Did you, uh, was you in the music um, classes in Dorman High School? Were you in the, oh. you know, in the choir and everything? Oh, yeah. Uh, all through uh, elementary, middle school, and up until high school, I, I took, um, you know, chorus. I was always in chorus uh, all through high school, middle school, and elementary. And um, I transitioned out of chorus, I think, around my 10th to 11th grade year because uh, I was involved in, in sports and I did other things as well. But all up until high school, yes, I was uh, actively involved in chorus, went to, uh, you know, Allstate, uh, Disney World. I don't know what high school uh, chorus doesn't go to Disney World to perform, uh, but we traveled and, uh, you know, learned so many things uh, that helped me uh, even to the day that I reached back uh, and grabbed from my musical teachers. And I have to give a shout-out to all of those teachers who invested and poured into me. Ms. Kalepsi, I know you guys don't know them, but I just like to say their name because, again, without them, I couldn't have been established in where I am. Uh, Ms. Moore and um, Mr. Moore and uh, Ms. Ms. Moore, uh, Ms. Barbara Jones, who's my, my choir director at church. So all those individuals had a major influence uh, for me as I transitioned to, to this moment. And uh, high school was, was, was phenomenal. I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So now your debut CD is called Still Living. Um, yeah. Tell us about the producers on this. Man, still living, the producers. Man, I, I was fortunate to uh, have so many great producers uh, who connected and collaborated with me on this album. Uh, I start right here, um, you know, in my home. Uh, my twin brother, um, you know, world-renowned saxophonist Marcus Anderson, slash producer, et cetera, writer. Uh, he, uh, you know, worked with me on this project. majority of this project was done right there in our home in our own studio called Corner Studio. And uh, he really stretched me, uh, you know, in this uh, in this production process, uh, with uh, of course with the arrangements and of the production, and even with writing. You know, we would be in the studio, and he would he would say, "Nah, this is this is not good enough. I need you to go a little bit deeper. I'll come back and you you know uh, tell me about this particular you know verse or, or song." He said, nah, "Nah, not not there yet. Uh, I'll see you in a little <laughs> bit. Uh, come back. We'll we'll get it right." So uh, you know, through that process and that stretch, uh, me and him both we of course collaborated on a lot of the songs and the fact that we stay together, it makes it very easy uh, that we can wake up in the middle of the night and say, we hear a sound and we'll, we'll lay it down. So that was the, that was the, uh, the sacrifice. That was the push to uh, make sure that we complete uh, this album uh, in its full uh, fullness. 
And again, uh, again, my brother played the flutes. He played the saxophone. Uh, he just did a phenomenal job on a lot of the songs. And if you see the credits, you'll see uh, what uh, part he had in this process. Uh, my oldest brother, Alpheus Anderson, he he was a, a major influence in this process. He uh, did about two songs, and it was was a, a coach. You know, he was a, a coach throughout this process. Uh, he produces for uh, Dern Hobbs, Ernest Pugh. Uh, he's won a Stell Award. Uh, the first one who actually won a Stell Award in South Carolina. He has the first Stell Award who won in South in the state of South Carolina. So uh-huh. he got honored honored there by the mayor, uh, and uh, was fortunate enough to again to be a part of this process. So again, within my own family, I'm very fortunate. Uh, a lot of people don't have that uh, that opportunity to reach within their family and uh, have producers uh, to uh, help and support them. So again, my oldest brother Alfie Anderson, who has a choir called Pure and Heart, uh, Pure and Heart Movement. Who uh, does some phenomenal uh, uh, things within the community uh, within Spartanburg County, Greenville? So again, he uh, he had a major hand in the uh, in the sounds of uh, track, I think number nine and um, track five, closer. So he was a, a great great influence, and I can't leave out um, Nicholas Cole, who um, was a major influence in the mixing. He did all the mixing, so I got to give it to him. The mixing, he actually did the mixing um, in this project. He told me, he said, "Listen, man, I can do this mixing." Uh, I, I've done a lot of mixing, you know, we went back and forth and trying to decide, uh, you know, what, what, would our, what would be our final mixing uh, look like. And he uh, he took it upon himself and he did it. He did a great job, uh, not only with the mixing, but a lot of the songs you'll see that he credited, Let's Get Started, uh, His Security, um, a lot of the songs on there he uh, produced. And we just collaborated. I mean, just that vibe. When you get into the, to the studio, when you get with someone who has – the same mind as you, the creativity mm-hmm. and the sound, it, it makes it easier. It, it makes it uh, so much easier and relaxing because it's not a competition mode. It's, it's about movement. It's about movement of music and a sound that people uh, need to enjoy, need to be revived. And we, that's what this, this seat is all about, reviving individuals to uh, go a little higher than before. And uh, you're still living, you're still breathing, and all the songs is a testimony to, to what I've experienced in my life. I was really happy to see the post that you placed on Facebook um, uh, talking about working with Nicholas um, on the on your CD. And he is such a talented young man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm happy that you guys were able to get together and he was able to work with you on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, let me welcome to the chat room Ollie J. Hey, Ollie, how are you? All right, so let's get into some music. Um, awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to start with um, Closer. So tell me about that okay. one. Closer, man. That That's a great uh, great song, as I mentioned to you before, uh, arranged uh, and produced um, by Alpheus, myself, and Marcus, and, of course, written by myself. Uh, it was uh, at a time where I, I, I was in college when I wrote the song, and uh, I'm not sure if anybody ever been in college when you, uh, you may needed some food and you was kind of, uh, struggling, needed some oodles and noodles you couldn't afford, uh, that, that, that steak or that lobster. Um, and I was just, you know, going through a lot, and I needed uh, to get closer to something. And all I knew was to get closer was, 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 was God, was Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he was all that I needed at that moment in that time. And um, this song, you know, embodies uh, me getting closer to him and giving him a try. Even when I was brought up in church, you know, I distanced myself for a little while, but I knew to come back to my roots because throughout my experience, I needed something to lean on. And this song right here is a testament uh, to that experience. All right. We're talking to Marcel Anderson. His new CD is called Still Living, and this is Closer. Oh, yeah. 
from Marcel Anderson's debut CD, Still Living. That was Closer. You can find that on his website. Yeah, isn't it nice? Um, you can find that on his website, uh, MarcelAnderson.com. His, you can follow him on Twitter at Marcel W. Anderson and on Instagram at M. W. Anderson, the number one. All right, Marcel, so I'm sorry, Mike, did you have a question? Um, well, yeah, I wanted to add, you know, well, Marcel, you have a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology from uh, St. Augustine, mm-hmm. and uh, you do a lot of things in the community. Uh, you're also a youth minister at your church and everything, mm-hmm. uh, but you also, you are the founder and CEO of Accelerating Men Mentoring Program. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Uh, man, that's... Uh that is uh, my heart, man, my passion, man. You know, uh, you know, I did study uh, psychology in undergrad. Uh, I, I actually went to theology school. I uh, haven't finished yet, but I did receive my license uh, from St. Louis Christian uh, Academy. Uh, you know, through that process, man, I worked in the school system for about six years. I worked in the school system um, in BSD, uh, special education. I realized that there was additional need outside of what the school was providing. Not saying that it was doing a bad job. I just knew there was additional need that was not being addressed. And, I, uh, you know, God gave me about three years ago an organization called Accelerating Men, the one you're talking about now. And what we do primarily, uh, simply, uh, is a community faith-based organization uh, that um, devoted to young men ages 10 through 18, helping them to understand who they are, their identity, uh, before operating in their gifts. Uh, their tags, their talents, abilities, gifts, and skills. Uh, so, again, we primarily do mentorship programs. Uh, we do uh, workshops, ETC workshops, educating, cultivating, and training young men, again, to become all what God has called them to be so other men can, can see them do the same thing. So, again, do that process of our workshops. Uh, we actually just had our workshop this past weekend uh, in South Carolina. It's called Empowered to Love, Loving God, Yourself, and Others. And, and then at workshops, we help uh, young men to understand how to control their anger. And domestic violence is, you know, is very key, you know, uh, to uh, be aware of. So the love aspect, teaching them how to, to love uh, the right way. And um, throughout this uh, mentorship program, we also provide a uh, conference call every month. Every month for one hour, young men and older men get on a conference call, and we talk about that same topic that we talked about that month. And we basically uh, talk about different things that will encourage them, that will motivate them, uh, but primarily help them to develop that sound. That's why it's called the soundboard. Uh, reaching within themselves, help them to discover their true uh, sound, their mood, their tone. So when they present their message, that sound that's going to be presented out into the airways, like when you guys play music, uh, people mm-hmm. catch that sound, people catch that message, and it's powerful. And we want them to understand when they're talking, when they're speaking, to understand, uh, recognize their own sound. So it's bridging the communication gap between older and young men. So, again, it's a panel discussion where young men can get on and listen to them talk, but towards the end of that conference call, they can ask questions. So primarily we do mentorship, community service, uh, ETC workshops, and conference calls. So to give you, I can be here all day talking about that, so let me just give you that synopsis. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. All day. No, don't worry about it. Now, let me ask you this. How many young men uh, of these young men um, come to you um, with their concerns about what they see going on in the news today, specifically the Trayvon Martin case and, you know, the other young black men that are being killed? How, how are they expressing themselves to you um, in maybe by being fearful of being a young black man um, or, you know, just handling themselves out in, in the world? 
Yeah, man, you know, that's a good question. Uh, you know, do conversation, you know, when I'm teaching school, I, I get asked that question majority of the times, you know, from, you know, from my students, uh, you know, who are, who are African-American because our, our, our organization is, uh, is diverse, so we're open to all uh, ethnic backgrounds. But primarily we have a lot of African-Americans who do, uh, who we do service, and, you know, that question is asked. Um, you know, they are concerned about, you know, them walking the streets and being, um, you know, looked at from either a, a cop or someone or being um, identified as a troublemaker. You know, even just walking with a hood on or just hanging with a group of uh, guys walking down the street uh, and being, you know, identified or cased as a troublemaker. So there is some concern, you know, within their own mind, within their own spirits that, uh, you know, that they've been cased you know, from the outside, and they won't, again, have the uh, equal opportunity uh, to, you know, have free will, even though they do have it. But, again, they're, they're being charged and looked at uh, as a troublemaker, and they haven't even did anything. So what we do, again, in our, in our, our workshops, we, we start dialogue. We have conversation about those concerns, and that's what primarily the workshops are for. Uh, even though we may have a topic discussion, our workshops is to address those concerns, those needs that they may have, uh, and we try to give the best practice interventions or strategies to help them make it through that situation if they are, uh, you know, faced with a challenge by the law or by someone who, you know, addresses them and they haven't done anything, how to res- respond, you know, to a situation and control their anger. That's what we kind of talked about yesterday, even though you know, there may be. Yes. Mike, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I lost connection. Mike, are you there? Yes, yes I'm, I'm here. here. Can you hear me? I'm still here. Can you hear me, Terry? Marcia, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. You can keep going. I think she's having a bad connection. I'm sorry. Okay. You keep on going with your, uh, with your uh, comment. Well, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, with with those concerns that you know, happen in the media, you know, and, and the thing about it, that's one reason why you know we started this because it's not a, it's not enough concerns. You know, from from the from the men, for some of the young men that we're servicing. So we we're trying to drive more conversation. For them to be more aware, being more tuned in these type of situations, so they can, you know, you know, voice their opinion, voice their sound uh, when when these type of situations come up, so they can be aware. You know, if these are addressed, you know, how they know how to react or respond, uh, not act out of character or, you know, not out of frustration but concern, like she said, bringing awareness and you know concern about. Uh, equal rights and all the things that that may uh, may appear in the media or even in their own home, you know, or in the community. So we do uh, drive these conversations with our special topics that we have each month. Uh, last month we we talked about how to time our future and what that means is uh, you know applying your short term and long term goals uh, now for your future and and learning how to of course tie your tie those twofold uh, topics. Uh, learning, you know, the business aspect and what does it mean to tie a tie, nodding your future early versus waiting later. So helping them to understand how to accomplish their short-term and long-term goals now before they get to the future, you know, tying that knot and, and learning how to present yourself. So a lot of our topics are geared primarily on the things that they're experiencing every single day. I, I observe, I ask them you know, what are some concerns, you know, that you have? And, and from our topic discussions, if you look on our website or look on my Facebook, every topic discussion is driven from a conversation from a young man uh, that we've had a conversation with. So that those are the concerns that uh, that they have based off our topic discussions, and that drives our conversation. 
Now, with these conversations that you have with these young men, was that the uh, inspiration behind your book as well under the same um, title, Still Living? No, man. Uh, my title was based off of my personal situation. Um, uh, I, and it's, it's going to be crazy when I share this with you. Three years ago, again, uh, when I uh, was uh, giving the, the, uh, the title of my organization, I released my demo. Well, four years ago, I released my demo CD um, before I released this album. Uh, I wanted to you know, build my fan, fan base and get people to know my music. And, um, of course, I founded the organization. So right after I did all of that, going into the new year, 2010, going right to 2011, January the 1st, I was, uh, I was robbed in North Carolina. Um, I was held gunpoint. Um, I was uh, held with a pole uh, to my face, and I was uh, handcuffed. I was blindfolded in a, in a home invasion. And I was there for about an hour and 15 minutes, uh, you know, in, in the invasion, shoved into a bathroom and was told that if you, if you, uh, if you listen to me, you may live. You may live. And at this time, a gun is pointed to my head, and a pole is in my face, and I'm handcuffed and blindfolded. I don't know who's doing this to me. This is all just blindfolded. I'm blind in this moment. My life is blind. I don't know if I'm going to live or not. So in the same sense, to make a long story short, so that's why you got to get the book. You'll hear the whole story. I was victimized. I was brutalized. I was beat up very, very badly. Uh, victimization, I'm very confident in saying this because God is a healer, man. And, and I, I, I'm doing this because God saved me, man. I, I, quote, unquote, people always say this, I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm supposed to be here to tell my story. Victimization means I had a pole stuck up my anal 45 to 50 times to the mm. point that it messed up my internal intestines that caused me to have surgery, major three major surgeries that I lived with a colostomy bag for six to seven months without a work for that time. I uh, had poles, I mean, I had poles out, my, out of my body, cut open, uh, living with some viruses and et cetera for three weeks uh, in the hospital. So throughout that duration, it took a mental, spiritual, physical, emotional toll on me. If someone held a gun to your head and said, you're not going to live, and it goes off, but it doesn't, it doesn't blow you up. But yet someone stick a pole up your anal and you're still here, and the doctor said, you, you, you may be able to walk again. But I told him that you are a liar because my upbringing allowed me to get through that situation. I, I, I mean, again, I don't know who's listening to this call. You may not believe in Jesus. You may not believe in God. But I believe in a higher power, and his name is God and Jesus. And if it Amen. had not been for him, if it, I'm telling you, if it had not been for him, I wouldn't still been living. And all of what you see that's coming out now is a result of my situation. Prior to that still, I was doing music and was wanting to work on my album, but something I felt like stopped me to do that because I was getting ready to start and to, to launch all of what you see now three years ago, but I had to put it on hold. So I'm just now restarting, getting started back with everything that was trying to stop me to do this, but I never stopped. I went through mentally counseling. I went through spiritual counseling. I took myself through counseling because I'm telling you, it is, was a frustrating, uh, abnormal situation that will cause me to act out abnormal, but I leaned on God. That's what we talk about closer, mm -hmm. closer, closer walk with Jesus. All these songs were derived from that. I rewrote a lot of my songs that I was going to be on my album based off of my situation. So when you hear the songs and when you see the title still living, this is based off of me experiencing an almost near detrimental situation. Wow. 
I remember yep. when uh, Marcus posted on Facebook asking for prayers for you. He didn't go into yep. details about what had happened. But, yep. oh, my God, Marcel, yep. that is yeah, I'm, that's I'm now, unbelievable. I'm, yep. I'm now talking about it. I have now got the courage. I have now got the inspiration, the motivation uh, to talk about my book called Still Living. And the, and the subtitle is A Man's Perspective on Domestic Violence, if you saw the, the, uh, the, uh, the book. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, a man, it's my perspective, a man's perspective on domestic violence, because in, in statistics and research, you see a lot of women who've gone through these type of situations. And domestic violence, is, it, it covers so many areas. So, again, uh, in my book, you're going to see the statistics on males who have experienced this uh, same situation. And you're gonna talk, I'm going to talk about that in my book called Speak Up. Speak Up, and there's a chapter in my book called Speak Up, Speak Up. And, and when you get the courage, when you get the, the you know, the, the motivation to do it, uh, make sure you go through the proper process before you do it. You don't want to speak out of character. You don't want to speak immaturely because you may mess up yourself. You want to make sure you cover all bases before you actually present yourself. And that's what I did. I, I had to get the courage. I had to go through this process to get to this point. If I did not go through that process, I wouldn't be encouraged enough to speak up from a man's perspective on what happened to me. So that's why mm-hmm. it's called still living. You know? Wow. You know, you can all you can do is praise God for that situation and, and the way that he brought you through on that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh yeah. God. That's crazy. <laughs> and I hope you. that I, I, I have to apologize because I was dropped twice on the call and okay. um, I got back in. So I'm, I may have missed some bits and pieces of that story, but I truly, truly, truly hope that the police caught the people that did this to you. Well, we're still the case is still open. We're we're still closing it. I mean, it has been a long when I say long drawn out process. Uh, it has been one of those cold case situations. And again, we're we're uh, still in the process of of seeking that out. Uh, prayerfully, you know, some good things will uh, will take place. But even in the midst, if they don't, and a lot of people will say you're crazy. I have come to the realization that what God has for me is for me. Vengeance is the Lord; mm-hmm. they will repay. I'm a mm-hmm. firm believer in that. I don't just read it and just be a hypocrite. I have forgiven the individual or individuals who have done this to me. Even if I get the opportunity to see them, I still will look at them in the face and say, I forgive you, God forgive you, and whatever you feel or whatever you felt like doing this to me out of frustration or whatever caused you to do that, I forgive you. I, because I cannot hold a grudge against someone who did something to me and stopped my gift and my, my assignment. I, I cannot. I've learned throughout my studies, throughout my theological research, that God has given me an assignment. He, in, in, in the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And I'm not trying to preach. But it says, a plan to prosper uh, you and not harm you. God is not here to harm you. I know the enemy is. And it also mm-hmm. says, a plan uh, that you to give you a, a hope and a future. So my future is bright. And I'm not going to let anybody do that, you know, to, to cause me to stop in that. Because I'm not promised today. So every day I have to take one day at a time. That's my motto. I tell the kids, one day at a time. When you get on my nerves and you stand something, one day at a time. One day at a time that I must take and we must take to make sure that we make the best of it because God has given us a purpose. And if we let someone else deteriorate that, we miss the picture of us being here. And that's what mm-hmm. I did. I just channeled my energy somewhere else. Somebody else may do it differently, but I choose not to. Not saying I didn't, I didn't get frustrated. I still don't get mad. But again, I'm, I'm channeling my energy to, to, to work and exercise and becoming a better me, a better me. So that's what the book is going to talk about, intervention strategies and uh, ways that you can get through it. 
Okay. And when is your expected release date for the book? April 27th. April 27th. Oh, well, definitely pick that up, people. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading that myself. So I definitely will be, will be picking up a copy of that. Wow, what a powerful story and testimony on top of it. Oh, my goodness. All right, so I think the next song to play uh, would be Flying High, because I I think that's what you're doing, is Flying High right now. So tell me about this one. Flying High, man, uh, it's so funny. I I got my first flying experience, and I will always hear about flying, you know, from different people. My brother always fly, and I was like, man, I'm getting ready to fly for my, you know, my first, on my first flight. And, um, you know, when people, you know, talk about flying, they always talk about, you know, to be watch out for that turbulence, watch out for, you know, watch out for, you know, for uh, for the storm, you know, just to stay to stay calm, stay calm, you know, that going to that place I've never been before, that imagination, like I'm actually going a little bit higher into the skies, like I've never been there, so it's like I'm excited but scared at the same time. So this song specifically talks about reaching a little bit deeper within yourself, okay, going to a place, that destiny that you've never been before. Don't be so scared. Don't be so timid in the same sense that you, you don't want to reach deeper. You don't want to pull out that purpose. You don't want to pull out those talents, those gifts and skills, that the point where there will be some shaky roads as you go through that process and signs. There will be some turbulence in your life. There will be some storms. But don't be afraid to go high because when you get there, and, and when I got there, when I got in the sky, I was like, how beautiful it was. I was looking like, golly, mm-hmm. I see what my brother mm-hmm. talking about. So the song talks about when you reach down inside and you look, it's like, it's not as bad as it, as bad as it is because that pilot, you've got to trust in that pilot, and that pilot is God. So if you know that God is your pilot, everything's going to be good. It may be some turbulence. God said, hey, listen, everything's not going to be all good and dandy now, but just understand I'm your pilot, and I got you. I got you, son. So, again, that's what you. it's about, and, and that's, what, that's what this song is totally about. Reach a little bit deeper within yourself. Fly high. All right, flying high. Strength to fly high, flying after the sea. 
From Marcel Anderson's debut CD, Still Living, that was Flying High. So now, Marcel, um, you definitely have the gift of um, speaking. And I know that you, I read your bio, said that you are a youth minister at your church. Um, outside I, I, I kinda, of, I, Not anymore, but I, I, I've been traveling so much, but I'm still connected to my church, and I do a lot of, a lot of like, workshops there. So 
I've been doing more a lot of traveling now, but I'm still connected there. <laughs> okay, that leads to leads into my question because I was going to ask outside of your being doing the youth being a youth minister and the accelerating men program, where are you speaking? Oh man, what, what, whatever opportunity uh, you know uh, uh, presents itself. Uh, majority of the times, um, I, I speak you know local within the Carolinas. That's kind of where I'm from. Uh, so mm-hmm. within uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, I've, I've had the opportunity to kind of speak in D.C. and opportunity uh, in Atlanta. So between between those uh, areas, I've had the opportunity to speak uh, at different youth conferences. I've done uh, a lot of college um, events uh, for the freshman orientations. I've done a couple of those. Uh, so whatever opportunity was in itself, nursing homes, I got an uh, event in a nursing home in two weeks, so I'm excited to go and speak there, man. Just want to empower all people, uh, God's people, uh, people who don't know God, just to, you know, just keep moving forward and, um, you know, live, uh, you know, for something better. So wh- whatever opportunity presents itself, and I'm always open to come speak and to encourage uh, anyone uh, who desires to uh, to hear me speak. So uh, I speak. I, I normally don't preach. You know, I just uh, inspire people. You know, uh, to do to do uh, to do better in their life. Okay. All right. Um, so tell us where you're going to be um, at next. I know you had a really good CD release party uh, for the CD. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you going to be next? Oh man. Well, the the next uh, CD release uh, is going to be in uh, Cary, North North Carolina, on April the 27th. Uh, at 5:30, uh, right there at uh, Mount Zion, um, and we're excited about that day. Um, the, uh, the North Carolina fans uh, and community is uh, definitely excited about it. Uh, of course, I'm releasing the uh, the book on that day of my second release, so you can actually get a chance to purchase it uh, on that day, or you can go ahead and pre-order it uh, on my website or uh, Rings Publishing Company, uh, where they're actually going to be uh, there as well uh, taking uh, orders. But April 27 is going to be my next release date. But in between that, I got a lot of spot dates um, that I'm actually going to be doing. I'll uh, be in Columbia this Friday uh, and then back in South Carolina for a concert uh, featured on. Then uh, I'll be in Atlanta in another three weeks. So uh, a lot of spot dates before my second uh, big re- uh, release in North Carolina. Okay. Will you and Marcus be playing together? You know what? Uh, we we talked about that. Uh, we did talk about that. Uh, we actually um, actually going to be working on something, uh, a show together um, uh, over the next couple of months. Um, he he asked he asked me to come you know feature on a couple of sets. So I think I'll be featuring on a couple of uh, sets that he's going to be on uh, over the next couple of weeks. And um, for this month, you know, he's releasing his album. Uh, we've actually. I've been helping each other promote because we, we kind of use it as a twin March Madness. So we both released uh-huh. an album uh, this month. So we've been bo- pushing each other and letting uh, other individuals know uh, that we're both releasing our album in the same month. Uh, it just happened that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just sitting there talking. It's like, when are you releasing your album? Uh, when are you releasing your album? Oh, you releasing your <laughs> album in March? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, well, you want to promote at the same time? I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, you know, it just happened that way and uh, – it, it worked out really well, so people can know that uh, we, we work together, you know, on a lot of things. And uh, a lot of times, I, you know, I play the back scene in his in his process, uh, really help and support him through his musical journey. And now, you know, they're taking initiative to help me, uh, you know, push uh, push my album a lot more 
uh, now than before. So this has been a great, great process. And what about Nicholas? Will you guys Nicholas. be all in that together, playing together? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicholas, hopefully, uh, uh, he, he, he will be featured uh, preferably on um, April 27th. He should uh, be there uh, playing along with me. And I think Marcus will, will do uh, a feature as well uh, on April 27th. Uh, no promises. We're still working on their schedules, but they, they're two busy guys. So um, between that date and some other dates, we will be working on something together uh, for us collaborating um, on a, a set. Oh, cool, cool. Right. So now, now, and it, I know that you have some some uh, South dates. You mentioned Atlanta, and of course, you're going to be in North Carolina. But have you reached out to any other churches or any other uh, venues to um, come up to um, up north? Yeah, to man. Come you know, speaking and, and, and you know things like that. Yeah, we're just now working on all of that, man. I got a promoter and uh, my team, MA Music team, man, who's actually working now to do that. Uh, and we're, again, we're we're you know, accepting any invitation um, to, to go wherever uh, to come speak and promote both my, my, my music and my book. Uh, right now, we actually put together a Still Living tour. Uh, so Still Living, I'm purposeless there. So we, we want to reach out to anyone who's still living, and if they can hear us, uh, we want them to hear the message. So we're, we're working on a Still Living tour in any way possible uh, that anyone would like for us to come and to share the music and, and, the, and, the, and the book. Uh, we are accepting, you know, invitations and would love to, you know, connect with anyone uh, who's doing a, a positive. So I, we are working on that right now. Any any uh, any support from you, I, I'm open. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to close the show, Marcel, with another song from the CD. I'm going to play a Made This Way. Tell me about that one. Oh, man, Made This Way is uh, it's a, it's a creative song. Uh, basically uh, designed and created from uh, Genesis chapter 1, verses 20-something, 20, 20 right in there, when God created man um, in his own image. He created man and woman. Um, so talk about that, make this way. I've always asked the question, and I'm not sure if I'm by myself, I always ask, why was I made this way? You know, people always say, you crazy, man. You, you are just crazy. You just do some crazy stuff. And, you know, I ask God, I said, why, why did you make me this way? And I said, well, why did you act? Why do, why do I act this way? Why do I look this way? Because a lot of people, you know, uh, are not pleased with themselves. You know, they look in the mirror. They say, "Man, I want to be like him. I want to want to act like him. I want to I want to you know do things he do." But God, you know, created everyone. Um, you know, wanted to be made in His own image. Everyone has their own uh, you know gift, their own distinction. And this song talks about why you're going to eat this way. You know, uh, take ownership on who you are. No matter what you uh, see on the outside from others and yourself. Uh, you're made for a purpose. You're made, one, specifically to praise God, but you're made for a purpose. You have something inside of you that others will, will like to see and, and hope to uh, uh, to cherish one day. So this song specifically uh, talks about why I was made. And we had um, Nicholas Cole and Marcus Anderson, uh, uh, of course, myself, um, their Showcase Taylor, who's a great, phenomenal uh, uh, guitarist who played on a lot of the songs. So we just had some great great musicians uh, on this particular song. It's a real cool song, so I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Let everyone know how they can reach you. Oh, man, you can uh, follow me on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter, Marcel W. Anderson. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Mar- Marcel Anderson Fans. I-, I can't believe it. I reached my, my limit on my regular page, 5,000. So you have to go to Marcel Anderson Fans uh, to uh, to add me uh, on Facebook. Um, 
constantly doing daily encouraging words. Um, also, you know, tweet a little bit, getting used to that mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, you know, on uh, my website, you can follow me there on www.marcelanderson.com. If you'd like to come sing or, or speak, uh, please fill out the information on, on the back. Uh, if you just want to talk to me, I'm very personal, uh, you know, in terms of conversation with, you know, different people who enjoy the music. Uh, iTunes, the, 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 the CD is out right now. You can go right now and click on iTunes, <laughs> uh, Amazon, <laughs> CD Baby, all the social media. It's on there. You'll be able to find it. So I'm thankful for you guys that allowed me to be here today in this conversation, this interview. Thank you. No, thank you. And thank you, Marcel, for sharing your story. Yeah, definitely. All right. Hopefully it helps somebody and touch someone. That's what it's all about. Yes, I'm sure. And definitely pick up the book. Um, The book is scheduled for release on April 27th. It's called Still Living, The Purpose to Live. Definitely pick that up, and you can read more about Marcel's story. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, thank you again, Marcel. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. That was Marcel Anderson. His debut CD is called Still Living. And again, you can pick it up on Amazon, iTunes, and on his website, MarcelAnderson.com. All right, Mike, you have anything to add before I close out? Uh, nothing to add. Like I said, I really enjoy the music. And uh, I have to say that those, uh, those Anderson children, they are very, very talented. Yeah. I mean, they just, <laughs> you know, do it all. Goodness gracious. But, uh, like I said, you know, um, you know, Marcel has a very nice project, and I really want to read the book as well. Like you mentioned, sorry, but like so anybody out there, like to please support this young brother. Uh, like I said, you know, um, he's you know doing his thing in the community. You know, he's uh, been a blessing, and uh, he also is a blessing to a lot of people that he's you know talking to and reaching, especially the young kids. You know, from 10 to 18. So that's definitely a plus when you can reach back and give to the kids like that. You know, so definitely really love I that. Agree. I agree. All right, Cheryl just uh, came into the chat room. Hey, Cheryl, welcome. I'm going to give you a call after the show. Um, She's late. So. She's late. Don't, don't give her no call. She's late. She's an hour late. She, she didn't set her clock forward last two weeks ago, okay? That's the wrong word. Okay. See, you're getting me in trouble. <laughs> you're not getting me in trouble. Uh-uh. All right, you Thanks to Cheryl and Joe from Germany and Ollie for hanging out with us in the chat room. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, Definitely go uh, visit Marcel's page, his website, follow him on Twitter and on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Pick up the CD, Still Living, and don't forget to definitely pick up that book when it's released. And definitely keep us abreast, Marcel, when that, as we get closer to that date. Yeah, I will. And I want to give another shout out if I have time to uh, Fervent Love Media, who's who's been helping me out. Uh, they are artists develop uh, develop you know uh, artists to to continue to move forward in what they're gifted to do. And my publishing company, Rain's Publishing Company, an independent company who who reached out and we collaborated on this book, man. So they both have been a uh, major influence in this process. So I, I could not have leave this call without honoring both of them. Forever Love Media, you can follow them on Facebook, and of course Rain's Company, a publishing company with uh, Rachel Smith. So I, I thank God for both of them, Rachel Smith and Lawrence Rice, who who have helped me in this process. Okay. All right. Good Good job. Good job. All right. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. This is Made This Way. Everybody just clap your hands now. Everybody just clap your hands.
TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.